back in the routine of doing podcasts twice a week. So that means podcast number two on Wednesdays, you get to hear some dirty, dirty stuff, some very sexual stuff to get you all hot and bothered to get through the rest of the day with a raging boner in your pants or being soaking wet wherever you may sit. Okay. That made me uncomfortable with the way that I just said that. Welcome back into the Luke Kelly Show. Happy that you showed up today and you decided to say, hey, that last podcast wasn't all that bad and we just want to hear the dirty stuff that his wife always talks about. So that's why we're here today, right? Yes, but I did lie. It is a little, you just talk a lot louder than me. Can we, can we turn my volume down a little bit? What, in the headphones? Yeah. You're a lot closer than me? I don't know which one I am. Number one. There's a knob that says number one. All the way over here, so I might as well do that. Oh, I thought it was the slidey bar. My microphone. Oh, okay. That's okay. Can you talk and I'll test that again? When I talked, I wasn't loud. That's because of the direction that you're talking in the microphone. Perfect. You're fine there. That works. Okay. Since we have different microphones, your oh. microphone records a little bit different than the one the way that mine does. Got it. So yours records to where it's a little bit more softer. No. Do you have an ASMR microphone? No. Oh. This microphone records a little bit softer. That one records what they would say a little brighter. Got it. So you don't have to have the volume up as high with that microphone that you're using. You're just a little bit more energetic than me. And so. Yeah, that's right. I have the headphones. I'm the one that keeps the podcast going. You do. Without you, it wouldn't really, it wouldn't be, there wouldn't be a podcast. There at least wouldn't be a Monday podcast. Your your name is on the show, but we just know people come for Smut Tail Wednesdays. That's right. My name is on the show and a new logo. Might I I know. I liked it. You did a good job. Thanks. I created that one. I thought, I was like, man, how could I make the logo to where I could put, because L-U-K-E, Luke, right? And then you got Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's almost redundant to have the K and the E in there again. I know, it always trips me up when I have to type out your email and it's like L-U-K-E-K-E-L-L-Y. And I'm like, right. Did we, so did I figured I, if I spelled it once... And kind of overlay it so to you, make it look like it. So I thought it was a good vibe. It does. It's L U K E L L Y, which yeah. is how I want to spell it. L E Y. No, like when when I would have to type out your email, uh-huh. it I would always want to go L U K E L L Y because you hear K E in your head and you think it's the start of Kelly. So I can't you, tell you how many times <laughs> I have done that. And you're like, oh, I got my. I was like, no, I. Backspace, 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 <laughs> K-E. I need to put that back in there again. Well, I'm I'm glad. Um, All right. But since it's been a while, boy, oh boy, do we got a good quote. I hope we do. I mean, everyone it's, has been waiting for like over two months now at this point for I know. a and good guys, quote. I just want to point out that it is not because of me, because I have asked multiple times, hey, are you going to get back into podcasting or did, did you just give up or are you just taking an extended vacation? Um, I needed an extended hate, smoke break. Did That's you what hate I got. smut tails? Like, am I the, re- is it me? You're Hi. the problem. It's you. I'm, yep. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, but it turns out it's not me. I'm not the problem. No, it's more, it was more of a me <laughs> problem. It's not you. It's me. Well, everyone's I mean, famous last words, right? First step is admitting. I, I'll be the <laughs> first to admit. I'll always be the first to admit. So, but I have a quote from a book called A Long Time Coming, which is by Megan Quinn. This is the third book 
in a series, which I'm pretty sure I've done quotes for the other two books. The first one was kind of like... Um, How did she spell coming? The way that you hate, C-O-M. I get it. I, I understand why they do that, but yet at the same time... But a long it's time a romance com- no, yes, novel. Yes, but, but the word coming was meant as in it. this has been building up for a while. Mm, there was a big build up there. There was. But the climax. <clears throat> so the first, <laughs> so this one, it's three brothers. The first one was a not so meet cute. Um, the second book was um, so not meant to be. And this one's a long time coming. It's three brothers. This is the third brother. Um and the synopsis is, uh, it is um, Breaker and Leah are the two main characters. Ron Breaker, okay, got it. <laughs> and Leah is getting married. Breaker and her have been best friends since college. Um, they met at a secret chess club. How that- nerdy is that? Well, the whole point <laughs> That's is- That's a lot nerdier than being in band. A hey. secret chess club. Secret chess club society. A but secret chest, not chess? No, chess is in the game. Oh, okay. But, so they met there, and she was like, will you just be my friend? Like, I really need friends around here. So he was going to ask her out, has kind of secretly, and they've been friends, you know, ever since college. She gets engaged, and she says, will you be my best man, or my, my, man, of honor? my man of honor. Okay. So he is helping her throughout all of, you know, the the wedding things. And he slowly starts to see things in her fiancé of, like, this is not how she should be treated, but, like, I'm the friend. I'm going to support her in her wedding. And he does Sounds like a Hallmark movie. Um, It's kind of a... It's kind of like a Harry Met Sally okay. type kind of a spinoff. Um, of course, he doesn't realize he's in love with her until, like almost the very end so um but they finally you know he, they finally realize that they like each other and it got to not, the climax of the book not just a friendship mm-hmm. it was 69 percent. i just want to point out i figured you'd be so happy with that i am i'm ecstatic about <laughs> this that means this is going to be a great quote so to set the scene for this um breaker has decided to show leah that um because she has never really had a mind-blowing sex experience. It's been very vanilla with her fiancé. Right. The way that it is with me, according to that test that we <laughs> took, right? Yes. Um, so he decides to spice it up with her and kind of have her live, you know, on the wild. Not the wild side. But he, he introduces her to a new experience to see how she would like it. So... Is it described right now? Yes, okay. I'm going to. So this is. Let's hear it. So this is it. Now listen closely, Leah. I'm going to need you to slip into the bathtub, rest your head on the end, and spread your legs. Got it? I nod again, and I follow his instructions. He helps me into the tub, and I sink into the luxuriously warm water. How does that feel? Amazing, I say, as I get comfortable. Good. Then he reaches into a brown paper bag that I didn't notice and pulls out a dildo. My eyes widen as he switches it on. The tubular part vibrates and rotates while a little part at the base flicks up and down. Oh my God, he's going to use that on me. My cheeks immediately flame as he sits on the edge of the tub. What are you going to do, I ask? Watch, he answers simply. Take my hand and help me guide it inside you. But it's so big. He catches my eyes and says, if you think this is big, wait until I let you have my cock. 
and now guided in. <laughs> it feels so good. Like, he turns it off, and I look up at him to find him holding a remote. What are you doing, I ask, controlling the situation. And then he turns the vibrator back on, shocking me and causing my legs to spasm. Wow. I want to hear how about how big this uh, wiener is of his. I'm sure it's probably like a rabbit. Rabbits have big ones? <laughs> no, like the, the size of a rabbit? No, do you not know what a rabbit vibrator is? I you know what? I've never used one in my life. <laughs> a rabbit or a vibrator? A rabbit. <laughs> what I'm saying is, was this dude as big as that dildo that he was oh, describing? Oh, he was bigger. Oh, wow, impressive. Must be nice. So that's a rabbit vibrator. So it goes in and then it has a little clitoris machine yeah, on there. That also flicks at it too. So he basically has her put it in and he's just controlling it and letting her build up and then go away. And then he eventually lets her come and he gets to watch her face just go into orgasm mode. Yeah, the, to reach that climax. I think he should have. The only other thing that I would have added to that to really put the cherry on top mm -hmm. is he should have put it in the back door. They did eventually get there. Oh, okay. That's where I would have liked to see that scene go. You wanted the dildo in the back door? Either way, whichever whichever way, whichever way she could have handled. Oh, I'm, okay. No, I'm saying both. Oh, so you wanted dildo back door cock. Or vagina, vice or versa. versa. Okay. Doesn't matter. You wanted double penetration. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Okay. I think that should have been their first interaction sexually together. Should have been. Just should have just like. Every hole, fill it up. Yes, exactly. Why, why hold back at that point? You go your whole life. Okay, and that guy realized late in life that she should have been, or that lady realized late, late in life that he she should have been with him. Yeah. That guy probably really wanted to be with her the whole time. Yes, he did. He was going to ask her out, and right before he asked her out on a date in college, she was like, I could really use a friend. Would you be my friend? And she's like, I'm tired of guys only wanting one thing. Out of a female, so. He got placed but in the friend zone. He did. Poor which guy. is why a long time coming of 10 years of friendship. But, and that quote was three separate kind of parts of the scene I, I had to like kind of put together. Okay, paraphrase it a little bit, piece it together. Yeah, because otherwise it would have been like two or three pages because, you know, there's lots of detail. But I did appreciate how like he took control because I think... If you're not used to using toys, I would assume that it, or I would feel like it'd be a very awkward situation. And I like how he took control, but at the same time, still let her have control. Yeah, and that was I good felt, on him. And I felt like I was reading the scene and I was like, oh, we're getting the fun tingles here. What a nice gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. Wow, that was a good way to come back, Nora. That was a great way to come back. I'm glad I didn't disappoint. I mean, you told me you're like, hey, we're doing smut tales today. And I'm like, I have read so much smut. And I had a lot of Christmas smut that when we were going to do smut myths. But you could do that next year. Next okay. year will be better. We won't take as long of a break. Okay. Around the holiday season. And I'll have to get better because you as of right now, I do plan on refereeing next year. And my schedule is super busy with refing. That's why 
I took that little extended break. Yeah, because it was kind of all over the place. It was all over the place. But so. you figured out for next year, you know, like what days you're not going to want to ref. And right. So, so I'll have to double record on those days and just make yeah. sure that I hammer it out. Just like I'm doing right now. Like I got a referee actually on Tuesday night, which is the night before this is being recorded. So we're actually recording the Wednesday episode on Monday. So back-to-back -back days of recording for I me. I make a comment that you're leaving me on Valentine's Day, but, like, I was totally for it, so I'm not going to make you yeah. sound like a bad person. And like I said on <laughs> Monday's episode of the podcast, I feel yeah. like it's a little kid's holiday. I really it do. Yeah, it I, is. I feel like and once you're married, once you've been in a relationship for a long time, you have bigger milestones that you celebrate, to me, that mean more. Like, I don't want to be forced into saying... Yeah, you have to have this sort of holiday because we're the ones that are pushing it. We being Hallmark, the Hallmark yeah. and all that like, shit. Like, I'm not me, into it. Like, to me, so next month, you know, is our anniversary of being together for seven years. Like, wow. I would, I know, that's crazy. I would rather take what we would have done kind of for Valentine's Day and, like. For seven years, yeah. And, and maybe, and like go out to eat that night or just order something in. But like, I think it was funny. We were grocery shopping and I was like, do you just want to, I was going to be like, do you just each want to pick out a card and just hope that we didn't pick the same one from the same store? But we were like, don't even get each other a card. It's not. No, they, <laughs> my boss at work asked, um, do you guys want to do Valentine's day cards? Like, no, absolutely no. not. You're like, I don't even get my wife one. I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. Okay, maybe if I was a grown ass man in teaching elementary school, I would get it just, you know, for the kids and stuff like that. I but would be, I would not get it as a grown ass adult. I would be butthurt if you gave one of your female coworkers a Valentine's Day card and you didn't get me one. Yeah, but they would have been like super like the box Valentine's. So not the, you know, you know what my mom used to do in our lunch? She used to give us the heart shaped little Debbie. Okay. Right? But on the packaging of the heart-shaped Little Debbie... She would write you a Valentine message? No, they would have little Valentine's cards on there, so you could cut them out. Mm -hmm. And she would cut those out and put those in our lunch that day. That's so sweet. Yep. Nothing said love like diabetes. <laughs> That's well, exactly what it was, but it was good stuff. So I, I still love Little Debbies, although... I don't eat them because they're not good Yeah, for so, you. I mean, they're good, but they're not good for you. Valentine's Day, Rory and I will eat a salad and just either read my book, maybe maybe walk on the treadmill. Um, we're going to have a romantic day to our, date night to ourselves. It's great. You guys will be able to watch whatever the hell you want we're on TV too. We're tomorrow Perfect. or Tuesday because I work from home on Tuesdays, so... Perfect. Well, there you go. Well, enjoy your Valentine's Day by yourself. Thanks for coming with a hard-hitting quote there for Smut Tale. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. All right. See you later. I'm going to I'm going to catch everybody else up on what's going on in my life and talk a little bit about the Super Bowl as well. All I right. can talk about the Super Bowl. I know sports. Uh yes, you do know sports. What did you think about that defensive holding call? At the end of the game, towards the end of the game. I felt like, I don't know, it was kind of a toss-up because it stinks that they had to make that call and it cost the Eagles the game. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, you kind of have to make that call because, 
like Kansas City deserved to have that call made. But it sucks because then it caused the Eagles to lose and they couldn't, they didn't have enough time left because there's only eight seconds left after that to like get the game to win. At that point, excuse me, but is that not a great answer? Hey, that was a, that was a great, that was a great breakdown of it. I'm very proud of you. You're starting to get the sports things down. No, you said that last night and I just remembered it. Oh, (laughs) thanks for using my breakdown there. It sounded great. But you know what? I listened and I remembered. Yeah. The, so James Bradbury, who was the the defensive player for the Eagles, actually mm-hmm. came out today and said that he held Juju Smith-Schuster, who was the wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. He said, "Yeah, I did. I he was hoping that he got away with it. Like that's what he was hoping for." Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, and the reason why I wanted to address this, well, I'm so is, glad he had honesty. Yes, I was very very excited that a player came out and said no. This is what I did. It was a penalty. That takes a lot because in that situation, it's super easy to just blame the officials and, and say, say we they robbed. blew the game. Yeah, we got, we robbed. got robbed, right? It's easy to do that. And everywhere else on the internet, people were saying, you can't make that call in that situation, which I totally disagree in. If, the, if, if it happens, you have to make the call. It doesn't matter how much time is left in the game. Right. And the, and the problem is, like, so I officiate basketball. I know it's a little bit different. It, when we're refereeing in a basketball game, we always talk about, does it impede the player from making a play? In that situation, I think it did. I thought Juju Smith-Schuster was actually held twice on the play, and he couldn't open himself up to make a catch in that situation. Was it the most egregious holding penalty ever? No, probably not. And the other way that I kind of equate to this, and I was telling other people that I would see on the internet, I said, basically what you're doing is you're complaining about getting pulled over by a cop for going 40 and a 35. It's not that bad, but yet you, you broke still- the law and now there's a consequence to pay. We're like rolling through a stop sign. You exactly. Know. You You broke the law. Now you have to go and face the repercussions of what you did. Yeah. And in that scenario, yeah, you could say that it cost your team the game if you're an Eagles fan because I've been seeing that all over the place. But you didn't. There was a lot of other things that happened in that second half for the Eagles that just, I think, they let the game get away. And Patrick Mahomes is just a really good quarterback in the second half, we've learned. He... When he's trailing in the second half in regular season and postseason games, his record is unbelievable. So for him... So he does really well if they're losing in the first half and they come into the second half and he just... He likes the pressure. That's what it is. The man thrives under it. And one thing that I really love to tie this all together, since I'm a WWE fan, I got the officiating standpoint, the the sport fan uh, standpoint in there, but the WWE gets to be in there because... When a, a team wins a championship, they send a title to the team. And Patrick Mahomes was walking around with the WWE championship that had the Kansas City Chiefs side plates in there. That's looking cool. all cool and badass. I think if, you, if you're if you carrying around a WWE title, you look cool in that scenario. Not if you just buy one when you're at the... The if Royal are, Rumble Superstore down in San one. Antonio. If, you are, if you've earned one, then it's cool. Right. 
I'm not going to spend four hundred dollars on a replica title ever. No, I would if, never do that. But if if you know you met the Undertaker and he was like, you seem like a person who needs this, and and gifted you one of his, you'd be like, this is the coolest shit ever. Yeah, exactly. Like when I was in San Antonio for the Royal Rumble, they had the superstore that was inside of the Alamo Dome, and people were buying titles. They're four hundred dollars. In some cases, they were a little bit more expensive because there were some specialized ones. Like they had a Raw is 31 because uh, Raw turned 30 just a few weeks ago. They had a special Edge one, a special John Cena one, and they were super expensive. I didn't want any sort of WWE merchandise when (laughs) I was down in San Antonio. The one thing that I debated the whole time that I was there was getting a cowboy hat. My buddy Taylor was in town uh, about three or four hours before I was because my second flight got delayed into San Antonio. And across the street from our hotel, he founded this little Western store that was going out of business. And they said closing sale going on. Most of the stuff was just marked down because it must have been the beginning stages. is only like 20% off on most of the apparel. But I tried on a cowboy hat. And I just did it for shits and gigs. I'm like, let's just put one on. Let's see what I look like. (laughs) I put it on and I'm like, I don't look that bad. I don't (laughs) look that bad in a cowboy hat. Is a cowboy hat me? Was I made to be put in this world to rock a cowboy hat? I think I might. Can you wear a cowboy hat when you golf? Um, I guess you could. I wasn't sure if you know golf courses had rules against that. I guess you could. I wouldn't want to wear the one that I thought about getting because it was not very breathable. Oh. I would think about wearing a... Actually, when I was in high school, I I was just being a douchebag. I had like this straw, really fake, cheap cowboy hat that I would wear to the country concerts that would come to the Tinley Park Amphitheater. Like the girls who were like the wannabe cowgirl cowgirl boots? Yep. I would wear that. one of those. Okay. And uh, I was playing really bad when I was in high school. And I was like, I need to do something different. I need to switch it up. And I always wore a visor. And I had that cowboy hat with me and I put it on. I played played well that night. So I decided this is what I'm going to wear the rest of the season. As long as I'm playing good with this hat on, that's what I'm going to do. That's why I think I'm supposed to be wearing cowboy hats. And I texted you a picture yeah, I to get you your good. yeah, and we both decided that it didn't really make too much sense for me to get a cowboy hat because they're expensive. When am I really going to wear one? And we decided for the same price, you could have bought another pair of Lulus. Right, I could have bought another pair of Lululemon pants, which I never told you about, but I have a pair of Lululemon pants now. I would say that. If we ever moved down to Texas or we ever moved down to like a real southern state, I would get a cowboy hat. I don't want to live in Texas. I I would rock one of those. I would also get a pair of boots because I feel like you can't have a cowboy hat and not have boots. No, yeah, it would look weird. Yeah, it's a combo. You got to walk into a Western store and be like, hey, what kind of deal are you going to cut me today if I get a Stetson and a nice pair of uh, boots here? It's a good pair of uh, cowboy boots. Justin's, are those any good? You, what are you looking at me for? I, hey, you're supposed to be country. You know, you're Miss Small Town Americana. Yeah, but we really didn't wear, like, 
cowboy boots. Like we wore like more work boots. Yeah, because you guys were posers. <laughs> Want to be country people? Yeah. Real country people would have had on some real the nice. The cornfields were there just for show. Like we didn't yeah. actually like use them or like crop them every year. Like no. No, that was all for show. That was all, all for stage. Show. That was all stage work. We imported the sweet corn for Sweet Corn Festival from China. Like 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's actually fake corn. It was kid corn. You know that you would get in the little tykes? Yeah. That's what it was that they, they handed out to people. Yeah. And that's what you guys celebrated. And be careful you didn't break a tooth or anything like that when you bought into mm-hmm. it. Nothing like good burnt plastic. I know. It was great. Loved it. So I'm happy. I'm happy that at one point in my life that I'm going to be able to wear a cowboy hat. Maybe, or if I get a little bit more disposable income. That's the other caveat on that. If I get a little bit more disposable income, I'll get one. Okay. Because they were expensive. They were. Like I said, you could have bought another pair of Lulus for the same price. Could have, And yeah. that was with it on sale. Well, that Yeah. That was with the discount on that bad boy. My buddy Taylor got one. And he, he sent me a picture when we got back. On it would have been that Monday because Brock Lesnar was wearing a cowboy hat that Monday on Monday Night Raw, and he was like, "Do I look like Brock Lesnar?" I was like, "You mother, you bought the hat," and he was like, "Yeah, I bought one." I guess if you were still in radio or like in country radio where we were going to like more concerts, like country concerts, I'd be like, "Yeah, one hundred percent, buy the hat. It'll be a great thing to wear to like the country concerts, and it's kind, you know, something fun to wear." But because you're not on radio, and, like, when was the last time we've been to a country concert? Yeah. And I also feel that I can't have a cowboy hat and Lululemon pants. Yeah, those really don't. No. No. Completely different demographics, like. 100%. If you you probably told the CEO of Lululemon that you're wearing a cowboy hat, he would probably ask you, What's a to cowboy give, hat? No, to give those Lulu <laughs> back. We don't want that. We don't want that mix. We don't want well, those yeah. people and to then be you wearing tell our people, pants. And then you tell people who wear cowboy hats and they'd be like, what's Lululemon? Because they'd be so oblivious to it. Exactly. But you love your Lulus. They're very comfortable. Nora got me a pair of Lululemons for my birthday. Fantastic. I never thought that I would be so almost married, I would say, <laughs> to wearing a certain style of pants. But they are so freaking comfortable. I didn't think they would live up to the hype. But the first time I put them on, I'm like, these are. I get it now. Well, it was, I get it. It was funny because you had texted me and you're like, I wore my Lulus today. And I was like, oh, how are you? How are they? And you're like, these are, he's like, not so good. And I was like, do you not like them? And you're like, no, I like them so much that I don't know if I'm going to want to wear any other pants than this. It's a problem. And then the next day. My friend Sarah texts me and she's like, hey, someone was selling Lululemon leggings on like a garage sale site. And she's like, so I got a pair for like 10 bucks. And she's like, girl, they are worth the hype. She's like, most comfortable pair of leggings I've ever bought. And she's a, I mean, she's a mom of a toddler. So she is like chasing a toddler around, you know, bending down, picking her up. And she's like, they do not move. They stay in place. She's like, but they are not uncomfortable. And she was like, I now understand why everybody loves Lulu's. And I was like, okay. I said, this isn't helping me because like, I will never financially recover if I purchase my own pair of Lulu's because then I will want to spend all of my money on them. Then you'll need them in black and blue and 
green and you need them in every single color and it's going to cost you $700. I know. Although I primarily wear black leggings. I think I have, like, I've got like a pair of navy. I got a pair of green ones. That's why I said it. Yeah. But I don't, my green ones, I kind of wear like around the house and like to work out here that they're not like my, I would wear them out kind of in public kind of an outfit because they're just harder to, to match. match, but got it. you can't go wrong with like a solid black pair of leggings, but can't do it. All right, well, thank you for showing up and listening to um, the Wednesday episode, the Smut Tale edition of the Luke Kelly Show. I hope you show back up on Monday because that's when I'll talk to you next here on the Luke Kelly Show.